0: Hi everyone, welcome to the first podcast episode of Current Counseling. My name is Rebecca Ramirez. I am so overjoyed to be here, be doing this, have the idea to do it. I have no idea what I'm doing, so I'm going to start with that. Um, Literally don't know anything about audio. Currently I'm filming on my iPhone and recording on GarageBand, my voice. No headsets know anything of that nature because I don't I don't do that um so (laughs) we're just gonna kind of I feel like it's just gonna get better and better you know what I mean this is just uh the baseline uh we are here we are now and it's just gonna go up from here you know what I'm saying so like no need to fret I'm not fretting I'm chilling um Nugget's back there chilling too Nugget is my french bulldog for those of you all who don't know adore her love her forever and ever She is my child. I don't have children, but she is my child. So, yeah. Um, Would do anything for her. But welcome to current counseling. I wanted to start by saying a few words such as, let me pull them up on my very nifty laptop here. So. As I said, I'm your host, Rebecca Ramirez. I am a certified Texas school counselor and a licensed professional counselor in the making. We are out here. Um, On Current Counseling, we like to have a good time, sometimes a silly, goofy time, you know, while exploring mental health topics um, through an objective lens and to provide a safe space while opinions and thoughts are discussed. So with that being said, I am just a vessel. I'm just here. I am never going to impose an opinion or a thought on my listeners because that is just not the therapeutic counseling way. Um, For those of you who are school counselors or counselors in general or work in the help field, um, you know that that is not the way. We don't try to steer our clients or students in any kind of direction. We want them to come to their own conclusions in their treatment because that is ethical. Um, so by the same token on this podcast, I will be just kind of a vessel for speaking on topics, talking about things, but never steering or saying this is right, this is wrong because that's just not, that's not the vibe. You know what I mean? That's not the vibe in the mental health community. That is not good journalism. I feel like, I feel like I'm like a little journalist here, you know, right? Is that, is podcasting considered journal, being a journalist? I don't know, but I will say, off topic, but I will say, when I was deciding on what I I wanted to do in college, I did consider journalism for a second. I was like, I want to be a news anchor. Um, I want to do something like that, or write for newspapers, or what have you. Um, But I majored in English, and went a completely obviously different path. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit. Like, okay, why should I be listening to you? What do you know? And like valid because I've been in the at least school counseling field for two years. I'm going into my third year, but I do have a background in education. So let me just give you the runaround. Okay. Um I started teaching back in 2017 when I graduated from college with a major in English and a minor in psychology. I feel like I'm at an interview right now, but like, okay, it's fine. Um, I went into teaching after that, literally right after I got out of um, college and I began a career um, at a high school teaching English one to freshmen and it was dope. Um, Needless to say though, because I was getting my master's degree at the same time, Teaching was not for me, okay? And if you're a student listening right now, I love you. I don't love teaching though, right? Like it's okay. Nothing personal. Loved you all so, so much. You all were the best, so funny. And we had our good times and we had our bad times. But you know what? That's what makes any, you know, thing stronger, right? So um, love teaching uh, my students at my first job. Shouts out. Shouts out to them. You know who you are. Um and then after that I so this is a fun story. I graduated from Grad School in May of 2020 amidst the pandemic. While I was recovering from COVID. I got COVID in March with my family and it was not fun. Um thankfully thank the universe, thank whoever you, you want to thank. Um I survived and so did my parents, which was the biggest concern. My parents are strong. And we came out of it, like, better than ever. Um, And at the same time I was graduating, I needed to get certified, as you all know, the process. So the process for school counselors, in Texas at least, is um, you have to do a K-CREP school counseling graduate program. And those vary. My program was three years long, so I did 60 hours, about 60-ish hours, maybe a little bit over that, in uh, credits. And graduated after three years. You have to do internships. I had to do internships at the school level to get my hours. And I did internships in the clinical level to get some hours as well. And then you have to, obviously, like I said, graduate. You have to take a school counseling certification test. So while the pandemic was doing her thing um, and while I was recovering from COVID, I had to go in and sit for that test. And I'll never forget it. It was actually such a really blurry time because there was a lot of trauma. Obviously, I think everyone, you know, during the pandemic sustained their own trauma. I definitely did. But I had to go take that test at um, the university with my mask on. And I just, I just went at it because I was like, you know, trying to, you know, further my career. I, we definitely don't get one chance. I think it's three to five chances to take this test. But I was like, I just want to get it over with. Your girl's tired. She's traumatized. I need some positivity in my life, right? Took it, passed it, started uh, applying to jobs, and I landed a couple, um, but got a job and moved from my hometown to that job. I started in elementary school counseling. I did that for a year and a half before I got promoted to middle school. Both were very different. Um, both were that's a whole different podcast right like me talking about my experiences in elementary school versus middle school because they are profoundly different as you as is very obvious right as you all might have guessed um but yeah so worked I've been working in the field for two years now and I'm about to start my third year I'm very excited it's going to be so much fun um but I've worked with a wide array of students. It's crazy because in the elementary school level, you get to know all your kids very well because obviously you are the designated school counselor for however many kids are in that elementary school. In my case, it was over 600 kids in that one elementary school. Um, typically in Texas, at least, you are one school counselor and all the students are on your caseload. So, um, But according to the American School Counseling Association, our cap on students, which means you can only have this amount of students in your caseload is 250. 250, but that's, I'm gonna be very honest with you, and I'm sure if you are in graduate school for school counseling or in the field, you've heard this before, you, that's very ideal. That's in the ideal world, even though it's, you know, in the ASCA code of ethics, it's their law, doesn't really mean it's ours. Um, But, so I had over 600 at that school, I believe, or over 500. with that being said, school counselors wear a lot of hats. And the reason why ASCA has it that way where it's like only give this the school counselor 250, 250 students per school counselor is because we do wear so many hats. Um, you know, I've been a 504 coordinator for those of you who don't know. I'm not sure if it's the same across the whole country, but at least in Texas that's for students with disabilities such as ADHD or dyslexia. Um, we are basically their advocate and we run their meetings to get them the accommodations they need to help them be on the same level as other students so they can reach the, the academic success that their peers reach, right? Um, so we are that, at least in my district, we are that. That's not the same for everyone in Texas or in the country. Um, we are typically the, the liaisons for like parent involvement for students who need, um, you know, uh, clothes, students who need um, supplies, school uniforms for those liaisons, we sit on those chairs and those committees. Um, We are in charge of guidance uh, lessons, we're in charge of um, group counseling, we're in charge of keeping up with our, you know, mental wellness individual counseling list as well. Um, At least in my district, it's students are permitted to have four sessions with you before you um, go ahead and refer them out to an outside agency or to your own um, school social worker that you have working there as well. Um, so we have, that's just naming a few. <laughs> we are also sometimes tasked with with like, hey, can you do, can you be the leader of this activity? Can you please lead this? Can you please lead that? And pep rallies, I don't know, you name it, school proms. Like Sometimes we are given those tasks as well. Um, so that is why that cap is at two fifty. That's a whole other probably podcast in it of itself. I do have my own thoughts on that. I am opinionated in that respect, but I think that's necessary and that's okay because like any other career, um, you should be an advocate for yourself and it and not just for yourself like as the adult but for kids. Like what is better for the children? You know what I mean? Is it better that they have six hundred if you have six hundred kids on your caseload per counselor, or is that good because kids will slip through the cracks most likely, or is it better for the children that the counselor have less on her caseload, or he or she, so they can get more done. So that's a whole other story in and of itself. With that being said, have I enjoyed my career thus far, being in education? Heck yeah. It's been one of the most rewarding things I have done in my life. I've worked with kids majority of my life. Before I got into the education field, I worked with kids at the school, um, not school, sorry, at the summer camp counseling level. Um, I babysat. I've always loved being there for kids as an advocate. That's always been something I've loved to do. So I've seen a lot in the field, and I think that's why I kind of wanted to start the podcast. I've seen a lot just in my two years, and a good question that I think is good to ask is, well, what do you know? Um, you're young, and you've been at this for what six? This you're going into your sixth year of education. What do you know? I think that's a super valid question, and I will not sit here and pretend to know it all because I do not. Um, I think the podcast, the purpose I wanted to serve, is more of just like a cool space. Um, Something that you know you can listen to on your drive to work, or while you have your cup of coffee, or um, just to have a good laugh. Because I know I have a, I like to have a good laugh. And mind you, we'll be talking about some like pretty serious topics. I think some of the things that I asked you all like on my account, um, on the current counseling Instagram account rather. What are some topics that you wanted to hear about on a podcast that's geared towards mental health? And some of you all said. Therapy, want to talk about therapy, want to talk about depression, anxiety, trauma, vulnerability, the education system, just some stories in general, music. Um, I had someone say, you know, dating anxiety, like, man, like trying to figure that out while you're dating someone, um, which I think is really cool. I also had someone say, like, how do I deal with being unsure about myself? Um, so there are some really cool nuanced topics that you all are bringing my way. And I wanted to ask you all to continue telling me because I think it's important and I don't want to just be here being like, blah, blah, blah this is all my information. <laughs> you know, like, here you go. Like, I'm just, you know, not really thinking about my listeners. I want to be sure that I cater to you all too. So and I think that's really important, but I guess what I was trying to say is the purpose is just to more... Uh, to have open discussions open dialogue um, become I guess wider thinkers in a sense um, maybe broaden our horizons on things we haven't thought about before um, and just have a good time and a good laugh sometimes because I know I need that <laughs> and if you know me personally you know I like a good laugh and I can be goofy sometimes so um, I definitely also want to have guests on the podcast. I've already talked to some of my friends Um, I have some really great friends and some really cool um, acquaintances and mutuals that we run in the same circles, really cool colleagues um, that are just amazing. And I totally want to get them on here to discuss these topics. And they're not just mental health professionals. They're people in music, people who are lawyers, people who um, work in like the creative industry. Um, I just think that those individuals have so much to offer in terms of my platform and things that, um, are just super important to discuss. So I, I don't think it's going to be me, just me for, you know, it's going to be me for a while. Cause I don't know what I'm doing. So <laughs> we need to figure out the whole setup first and then we can get to the guest. Um, but yeah, so that's, I think what the the direction we're going in, obviously I know it's going to change. I hope it changes because, We can only go up from here, guys, Um, but I do appreciate you all taking your time to listen to episode number one of Current Counseling. Please inbox me, text me if you know me personally about some things you want to hear about on this podcast. Please make them as specific as possible because I do like to just kind of dive into that. Um, And we are going to chat, and it's going to be great. And um, I haven't thought about how to sign out yet. I don't even have a jingle, so I'm just going to... Deuce it. Goodbye. Talk soon. (laughs)